Hello and welcome back to Roots with South Asian Today. My name is Dilpreet and this is a podcast series where we chat with South Asian artists, journalists and activists from around the world. Today I am so excited to be speaking with the one and only Texter Queen. They are an artist and are known for using the fiber tip marker, also known as Texter, to draw out politics of gender, race, sexuality and identity. Their upcoming project Bollywoodent, ugh, I love the name, with 4A Center for Contemporary Asian Art is set to go live on October 22nd. Y'all might know I love chatting about Bollywood. This love-hate relationship doesn't seem to go away. But what's also painfully true is that Bollywood upholds the already upheld. It rewards Eurocentric ideas of beauty and alienates many South Asians film after film. Bollywoodent as in Bollywood not is a catchphrase decolonized. It deconstructs all the isms in the Bollywood genre giving agency back to South Asians particularly those marginalized within our cultures. I speak to Texta Queen about why they chose this project, the structure and the process behind it and of course its presentation. I can't wait for you to tune in but before that time for our intro music. This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. I'm Texta Queen. I live and work on the land of the Wurundjeri people. I was born on the West Coast. Of here and I've been showing commercially and institutionally for like 20 years and my main medium is textures hence the name um and yeah I I'm queer I'm disabled um I'm uh going Indian and those kind of things pop up in my work um I'm organizing a Artist residency for diverse and disabled artists in my shopfront studio in Melbourne. So I've been de- I'm developing that, hoping to open that in 2024. Mm. Um, and yeah, some things. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. 20 years in the arts, that's massive. And this year you're working on a new project for Foray, Centre for Contemporary Asian Art. It's called Bollywoodent. I love the name, by the way. The first time that I read it, I was like, oh, fierce. I, I want to know everything about this. And it's sent to launch October 22nd. Um, it says it's an imagination of Bollywood and all its isms decolonized. What are these isms that you mention? Um, yeah, Bollywood and it's from a copyright commission. I should probably shout them out. But um, yeah, uh, all the isms, all the hierarchies that uh, queer and trans South Asians uh, experience. Um, yeah, so, you know, patriarchy, <laughs> uh, you know, sexism, uh, co- colonialism, 
mm. it was kind it's kind of mm. like I you know I listed the isms to each it's a the way that I uh create is very collaborative for these pieces where mm. I did a call out when I was in London I was there on a resident Australia Council residency at Acton and um I did a call out for queer and trans South Asians to come up with um ideas for fictional Bolly, Bollywood movie posters um talking about their intersectional identities um and that's yeah what they did construct is really was really kind of up to them so mm. and it's a big topic right like Bollywood it's it's a massive industry has its has many many issues but just curious on a personal level growing up what was your relationship like with this industry because it's you know, it's not just India, it's like South Asians in general uh, consume a lot of Bollywood. Honestly, like, you know, I grew up in the late 70s, 80s, and there was just like a lot of pressure to assimilate. So mm. um, I feel like I honestly didn't have a huge connection to it. My mum was an extra in a Bollywood movie, though, when she was like 16, <laughs> like her convent class went to Kashmir. This is before, this is when we went. <laughs> that that it was possible to go there and uh, in um and danced as an extra in a Bollywood movie in a Bollywood movie and I, we watched it with her like eight years ago she was like you'll never find it you'll never find it I'm like what's the name I can't remember the name right now <laughs> and I and I typed it in and I was like mom it was a really famous movie and we we watched it and it was all in Hindi and my mom's Hindi isn't that good anymore so she couldn't really translate but we were trying to guess which one she was. And I was like, that's definitely her because of the way she dances. And she's like, I would never wear that. And I'm like, you were an extra. They got, like, you know, they dressed you. But she, yeah, she still knew the dance and everything. It was like, yeah, so that was my one connection that my mom, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, yeah, I I um, didn't have a huge connection. I think that was, like, part of the project too was to, kind of question why as well and like even now when I you know I, I've honestly probably watched like less than 20 Bollywood movies I watched and I watched half of those as research for this project because there's so there's so there's so much to alienate me you know yeah. and so it's kind of like taking that format which encompasses so much like you know one of the pictures is about it's it's um I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I don't, I, I can't, but it, it's a Punjabi um, saying that means uh, a snake um, sits on wealth, hoards wealth, and it's it's one about the institutional art, art um, world and the person's like wearing a hoodie and it says not your cutie pox celebrity and there's like snakes and ladder game in the background. And, yeah, the person was like, Oh, how does it just relate to Bollywood? Oh, it's the high, you know, it's a similar thing about the hierarchies and, um, you know, the snakes and leather game has all little like humility will might help you go up a ladder and all, like all these kind of things. It's based on an actual snakes and ladders game, but yeah. yeah, so it's kind of using that form, using that format to, um, yeah, represent uh, these or uh, yeah, represent other these all I don't know it's like trying to say not say alternate but like to yeah. try to like alternative I 
I don't want to say alternative, but you know, um, <laughs> to, to represent the like the people that I've asked to pose in their intersectional identities and talking about transness, queerness, like yeah, yeah. No, I love that analogy because no matter how much you try to step up the ladder, someone will, you know, bite you down, and then you have to start all over again. And I grew up in India, and I did a lot of theater. And uh, then I wanted to also enter films because I've always just loved performing. Um, but there was always this idea that I could never, right? That I could never be that person as a leading lady. I mean, people leading lady in quotes, that's what they call um, <laughs> actresses in yeah. Hollywood. Um, but yeah, every time I would mention it to someone, they'd be like, mm, you have a theater face. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? I have a theater face. <laughs> so there's a there's apparently there's faces, right? Like theater face, ad face, film face. Um, but that being said, it it was a very love-hate relationship for me with Bollywood. Um, I watch a lot of it. Um, I have consumed it all my life. And I grew up in remote areas where Bollywood is has a stronger hold. Um, and you know, the Masi films that that mainstream masala films, they're targeted to a certain group of people. So um, we watched a lot of them, but it was again a very aspirational relationship. As you said, it was it was an alienating relationship. It wasn't as though I can also do it one day. It was like, oh, look at this, you know, different planet and and wow, what a world. Um, so but it did have a huge impact on me uh, as as a form of pop culture. Um, dialogues, language, dress, and I'm wondering if if Bolly wouldn't also sort of navigates that um, that impact of pop culture and and does it have a relationship of you know this is like a huge pop culture dose to many South Asians and a lot of them minority South Asians, um, but again it's a very like aspirational relationship, not a personal relationship. Yeah, I think it's like I'm definitely it's. I'm like I'm definitely not making aspirational portraits <laughs> I think that you know with my work like when you see when you see the work like it's similar in that you can see the personal relationship that I have with them with the models to cre to create it and there is this intimacy that I feel like uh, you know it's let me talk about other work First, that okay. you know I've drawn I've drawn a lot of like queer and trans um, black indigenous and people of color and you know I've shown a lot in like institutional environments where there, there isn't people with those identities mm. much but my work shows those identities and a lot of the people coming at are like looking at it as an other to that and mm. like but people the people that I draw people like them look at it and it's per you know feel it personally so yeah I hope that that is the case also with it with this that people who can see themselves more represented definitely it's still like flawed in you know I did a very wide call out and it's still like there's still a lot of North Indians you know mm. like all but one might be Indian you know, and like there's definitely those dynamics and hopefully the also the public programming will, um, you know, I've got a very, a, a really cool community engagement officer, uh, Sharika Faludin, who's, yeah, curating a really interesting program, bringing lots of like um, people from a, a broader um, mm. background, uh, Tamil performers and 
you know, I hope that in its whole, it is going to like look at the look at that. So yeah. yeah, 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 that's fair. I mean, it is a predominantly Hindi speaking industry, so the hold is more on the north, and then on other South Asian nations like Pakistan, Urdu and Hindi is very similar. So they consume a lot of Bollywood, like intense amount, um, and then also Bangladesh, and then definitely the brown diaspora in general. But yeah. yeah, I think lately in the last decade or so, we've seen South Indian film industry just take over. Like, because I think people are so tired of Bollywood. It's like the same old, you know, stale storyline and hetero and violent. And, you know, it's just not working for people these days. And like, you know, people have started to sort of um, acknowledge their personal hierarchies as well. So they don't connect with Bollywood as much. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'm just imagining like Bollywood and and if we, you know, if this could be a scene. Oh, there's some, like... there's, there is some, there is some violence in in some of these or implied violence. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you have to censor this one, but there's one called Transgunda that's uh, has has someone like holding holding a um, flogger and then in the background are uh, like half naked British colonial um, soldiers. Mm. It, like their backs and butts turned turned to the to, to the front so there's some implied violence there <laughs> yeah there's also there's also um one called Kali Ka Choti um my pronunciation I apologize to, to, to anyone but Kali Ka Choti Behen yeah. and in the background of that there's two blue eyes and one of them's crying white tears and one of them's crying crying blood and it's like a there's three people posed for it but they're one they're one three-headed um figure with like each arm is each of their six hands is holding different things representing their um history of, of activism and they have a lot of like feminist um uh, patches on their jeans and doc martens and three breasts and yeah it's it's really cool. Very nice. Yeah. Um. I'm so um. Like I don't follow religion. I'm I'm not a religious person. But I love like how Kali has somehow you know people have really sort of Im- reimagined her in various different ways, and it's it's very cool. Like the fierce feminism that she had, and you know how she was a destroyer, right? She was a destructor, and I think people have Im- reimagined her in very very cool ways. So that's exciting. Wow. But you also mentioned it's uh, Bollywood and can be positioned as a bomb to diasporic displacement. Could you let us in on what that means? Oh, my God. That was so long ago. Now, what did I mean? <laughs> what did I mean when I put that in there? <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, like growing up here and just being such pressure to assimilate you know soon after growing up soon after the white Australia policies ended mm-hmm. and like having so much questioning of like uh what is my cultural racial I- identity like what am I a part of and not even like really having much of an un- like having the la- having the language even though I had an inherent understanding of like that that friction of you know I'm not so-called Australian and enough I'm not so-called Indian enough like even having that like inherent sort of understanding I didn't have any language for that for a really long time and um you know I think like 
doing this project and connecting with so many I don't think I could have done it done it here because of, there was just more connections to be had in London a broader broader range of uh, people and like you know there's generations of uh more generations of um brown people <laughs> there mm-hmm. um and doing it it was just like yeah it was this really soothing thing to be to witness and be a part of other people being like so what is like how do we visually embody like being part of diaspora the the south asian diaspora yeah that the the process of that is very healing Mm. yeah yeah interesting and i think that that has a wider audience as well because i I often find it difficult to connect with the diaspora, for example, because I'm I didn't grow up in the West. So, you know, we have different stories, different narratives, um, like a very, very small example, like someone asking me where I'm from. I don't find it to be a heavy question. Um, but if someone asked me that in India, I would have a different like, you know, what do you mean? <laughs> but in the West, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm from India. And I just sort of that's the end of the conversation for me. So I'm also learning you know, what diaspora displacement means. And I think like a project like this is not like, I at least I feel is not just intended for the diaspora. It's like, I think it, it has a wider audience, people who are also trying to understand the diaspora a bit more, or, you know, trying to connect with stories that they haven't necessarily lived, but can empathize with or can understand. But wrapping up Texta, um, what are some of your hopes as an artist with a project like Bollywood? And because someone's going to see it, someone's going to, stare at it for hours I hope someone's gonna you know interpret it in various different languages but for you as the curator and the creator what do you hope that people gain from this or unlearn yeah I mean like we haven't talked really about like the presentation of the work because I'm not showing you know I'm known for doing works on paper but that's not actually what I'm showing I'm using these works on paper they're appearing as murals on colonial buildings and a fiction within a fictional um map and like it's it's it's, that's like an extension of the imagining to be like you know what landscape can we imagine differently um where like queer and trans south asians are like enormous beings on the on the side of of the side of buildings and um yeah I just like I hope it like opens the possibility of those kind of imaginings of like what does it mean when um you know that space those spaces are uh mm. claimed and you know I had all the words I'm gonna say I'm like deconstructed and, um but <laughs> you know what yeah what does it mean and it's like you know it's really a show for it's really a show for queer and trans salvations but mm-hmm. like and I think like using the Bollywood sort of format because I feel like you know Bolly, Bollywood has like is consumed so so much more broadly than yeah. than by by South Asians and I think that has also been part of my like you know any time growing up showing any sign of uh cultural anything just came it was just so heavy it's just so heavy to um even show an interest and then be like and then to see like white people connect with their idea of what like this monolithic India like their monolithic idea of Indian culture and it was just it's just just a lot it was just a lot to connect and this is like 
I don't think that I could never have done this project like 10 years ago or 15 years ago but mm. you know being able to being able to do it and be like um finding a way in that isn't like with this huge awareness of the like of how white people see Bollywood yeah. <laughs> like yeah. being like I have to respond to that I'm not responding to that I'm mm. like Mm. yeah mm. Oh, okay yeah no that's very interesting um one of my dream documentaries that I wanted to make was to travel the world and and talk to people why they watch Bollywood um because I made some friends in when I was living in Bombay and they were you know from Russia from from Germany and they all seemed to know Shah Rukh Khan and I was like what is this what is this like I have no idea about this I went to Bali with my sister a couple of years ago and I love the story and wherever we went people were like Indian Indian we were like yeah and they would just start singing Shah Rukh Khan songs and we were like oh okay <laughs> Very cool. thank you and they're they're really just trying to connect and be nice to you and you know uh, tell you that they know a little bit about you um which which I found very warm and lovely but it was interesting that it was always Bollywood like nothing else um but yeah it's um yeah it is it is one of those topics it's like when I say well well you know when I for so long when I would say Goa people would ask be like oh where the raves are like yes exactly (laughs) my parents were like the first ravers it was just the two of them in a field (laughs) and then everybody joined like (laughs) oh Goa yeah my dad worked there for years um yeah, what a place. Haven't been there for, for a while. Haven't been to India because of COVID, but but soon. Um, yeah, Texta, I mean, if, if there's anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't cover, please. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some really exciting, it's such a big program like that. I'm really excited about the performance program. There's a couple of publications. The publication is going to be really cool. Um, uh, it's like the work, it, the work mixed with writing where um, we've commissioned different queer and trans South Asian writers and one black writer because um, one of the models is is black and South Asian um, and uh, to respond to the work and so the publication is actually kind of like yeah it's like a little um, anthology as well and then there's oh. going to be a coloring in book um, yeah, might have to censor some of the pictures, but yeah, there's going to be a coloring, a kids coloring in book, and oh, some other stuff that that to be announced. Yeah, very excited. Massive congratulations on uh, your project this year, and of course, you know the upcoming ones, especially the ones that you mentioned are uh, setting to launch in 2024. Um, yeah, they swarm the residency program. Yes, correct. Um, good luck with everything, Textile, and thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. To know more about Texta Queen's Bollywoodend, head to 4a.com.au. Subscribe to our podcast and never miss an update. South Asian Today is an independent media startup and has no external funding. You can support our work by buying us a coffee or becoming a member at only $5 a month. It helps us pay all our writers and continue reporting on stories that matter. SouthAsianToday.com.au I'll be back very soon. Until then, take care.